Welcome to the Heartway Podcast. Um, <clears throat> for the rest of this season, I'm not going to finish uh, doing the interviews. I felt led to do a couple of podcasts that people mentioned big needs for. Uh, so I felt like in the moment, this is something that we needed to address. Uh, the past couple of weeks, please forgive us. I've been uh, super busy at a couple of, of meetings for ministers and their families and so our family was on a big trip in Florida it was it was a great trip God blessed we were refreshed but we also made uh, great contacts and got to spend a lot of good time uh, with a lot of other people in ministry ministering to them getting to know about them getting to know about their needs uh, finding some new connections uh, for ministry going forward and so we're super excited about what God did this last couple of weeks. It was such a blessing for our family. And so today uh, I want to discuss a topic that uh, a friend of mine mentioned discussing. I wanted to, to bring this to everyone's attention. And that topic is deputation. Deputation. Uh, so the podcast today is for all Christians, no matter if you're in the ministry or not in the ministry full time, if you're just, you know, just a believer in Jesus. This podcast today is, is for you, for you all. Uh, so I want to start real quick that, you know, some people don't know what deputation is. Actually, some people even in church and and it, and it just change based on what. Uh, denomination you're in. And so for us, in our context, uh, deputation is uh, a ministry to churches to educate them and to raise support through partnerships with churches and individuals. And so deputation is something that a missionary does uh, to minister to churches. And so uh, this usually involves a lot of travel and speaking engagements uh, which can vary uh, from whether you're doing full-time deputation or part-time. Uh, a lot of missionaries start part-time and then transition to full-time. The average length of deputation is about 18 months, but that can vary. Uh, because we have two mission works going on personally, both Russian ministries online and this Heartway ministry as pastor and missionary caregivers, we do deputation part-time right now, um, meaning that uh, about two churches a month, we, we go and we speak at. Uh, the main point of this podcast today is to inform Christians who are not missionaries about the realities of deputation so that they can have a better understanding of what missionaries do on deputation and what they're going through and what they're trying to do and, and to help missionaries um, that are listening to this think through some things that have traditionally worked well on deputation that it might not be working so well here in 2022 uh, in, a, in, a, in a situation now where churches have changed, where they've 
eliminated some services that, that used to exist that no longer exist, like those uh, Sunday night services that used to be so common are becoming fewer and fewer. And also just midweek services uh, have changed a lot. And so really uh, Sunday morning services are, 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 from what I've seen, are the most common services now for, for missionaries to get a chance to speak at, which for some churches that's, that's, that's difficult for, for certain churches. And so it is becoming a stranger time and more, a, a more unique time for missionaries to go around and, and present uh, their heart and their call for the mission work that God has called them to. Um, let's start with today with Christians who aren't uh, missionaries. Let's so this is for for pastors, for for church members, for those who believe in Jesus Christ, but you're not uh, a missionary in the sense of you're not going somewhere. Uh, to plant a church or to be involved in a uh, full-time context as your way of living as uh, some work in the ministry that God has called you to uh, outside of the pastoral role. Um, And so, uh, number one, let's understand that a missionary is doing deputation to educate and encourage you. Honestly, this is uh, our primary point on deputation as missionaries. If we aren't doing this, then we are failing. Uh, We trust and know God will provide as we follow His calling for us. We have that promise. We know that God uses primarily churches and individuals to provide, but we have a responsibility as missionaries to educate churches and Christians on what God is leading us to do and what God is doing through us. You can see this in Acts when Paul would travel to churches and speak with Christians about how God was using him and the kingdom was expanding. You can see it in his writing letters to churches too. So please never think of a missionary as someone who just wants money. Of course, you know, that that can happen from time to time. There are uh, bad eggs that can get into the mix, uh, but the missionary as a whole uh, missionaries are there for you and they're just doing that in obedience to god Uh, just like you god has a plan for you uh, and what you do in your life god has a plan for missionaries and and what they do Um, number two understand that a missionary isn't on vacation with deputation (laughs) Uh, I know the missionaries listening are just laughing at this part, uh, but but it, it's a misconception. Yes, um, missionaries do try to make to take advantage of the areas they're traveling through. We get a chance from time to time to vi- to visit and travel through some unique areas, some areas maybe we wouldn't get to travel to or through if we weren't on deputation. Uh, but a, a lot of travel. Uh, is not just weary on the missionary and their family, but it's also expensive. Uh, And this is, of course, expounded if there is a family traveling with the missionary. So imagine being on vacation with little to no money. Uh, Imagine vacation being uh, scheduling uh, to be with churches and, and getting to and from churches 
usually with two different churches in two different cities on this on the same Sunday. Imagine your vacation being in a in a likely a rural place uh, with a little to nothing to see and do. Imagine your vacation being very tiresome. Uh, it doesn't sound like much of a vacation, right? See, uh, the. Deputation is, is closer to being like a work trip than a vacation. In fact, the IRS views deputation trips as work trips. So that tells you a lot about deputation. It is it is work. Um, there is fun to be had that can be had. Um, but a lot of it is, is, is work. And the primary purpose is, is work. Um, Number three, understand that missionaries, and especially their kids, probably don't know you very well, if at all, even if you have seen us before. Um, there are definitely exceptions to this, but the reality is that most missionary families have visited hundreds of churches, and people change. Uh, we really want to remember everything about you that you remember about us, but it oftentimes just is impossible. We love you all equally, and we want to connect and to be friends. However, a lot of times we just don't have the time available or even the freedom to be with you as long as we would like. Uh, we are usually just happy to get to spend the night at people's homes or at least have a meal with them if we get that opportunity on top of the little bit we get to see them during a church service. One of the saddest things I heard my kids say, and this was very recently, is that they don't like deputation because they make friends that they never get to see again. That, that kind of breaks my heart. Number four, understand that missionaries off, are oftentimes doing their mission work on top of the time they're doing deputation. Um, for example, my wife Gabby and I, we're both doing Russian ministries online in Hartway as we travel. We're actually doing meetings and a lot of work in the car. We really need Wi-Fi when we are stopping for the evenings or basing somewhere for more than a few hours. Uh, we have a lot on our plates and deputation is only making up a small percentage percentage of what we are actually doing. A friend of mine in another mission organization told me that their organization required them to spend 10% of their work time each week on the mission field doing uh, quote-unquote donor maintenance, which is a terrible term. That means you're writing to partners, planning to be with partners, reaching out to new potential partners, on and on. Um, that's that ten percent of time is just, uh, you know, always uh, on on the field during deputation. That percentage is much higher. Um, I know for us now doing part time deputation, that that percentage, that ten percent is definitely higher. And then on top of that, we have the two mission works we're doing. So. Um, yeah, there's just there's just a lot going on right now, and we do enjoy it, but it's just a reality. Understand that uh, that 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 the missionaries on deputation um, are doing even more uh, a lot of times on deputation than when they're on the mission field. That's that's how it is for us. It, I understand it's not like that uh, for everyone. Not everyone is as connected online as we are. Uh, with our mission works. Um, some missionaries are on a sabbatical, uh, per se, during their furlough. 
but but when a missionary is on deputation during their furlough, which is their their break from the field, um, it's it's a very busy time. Understand that the missionary has been through some very number five, right? Understand that the missionary has been through some very difficult things on the field and with churches and Christians. This is going to be a little raw, but it is important to know how to better help missionaries if you happen to cross paths with one. And this is what we are specifically asked to bring out in this podcast, and so we will. Uh, missionaries don't have a place to stay unless they are traveling around with an RV or trailer. Um, that's that's awesome, the missionaries that are able to do that. Gas is so high right now, so they do have increased expense with that. Uh, they don't have to think about lodging, which can be nice. Uh, but if you want to bless a missionary, you can reach out to that missionary with potential lodging opportunities, even if you can't provide the lodging opportunities yourselves. I've had churches I have reached out to before uh, about lodging tell me about their missionary rooms they have available after I book the room and I'm already even speaking at the church um, not sure why that that happened in that way but um, you know at least giving the missionary an opportunity um, to stay somewhere is is very nice now there are times where the missionary it may not work maybe they have to they have a big trip that they're traveling through and they can't stay in your area, um, which means they may not be able to take advantage of your missionary room, even though I guarantee you they would really like to. Um, I, I, it really upsets me when we don't get to take advantage of, of missionary rooms. Um, but, but if you want to be an extra blessing um, to the missionary when they're passing through and they they don't have that time to to stay uh, there in that place. You can you can you know try to hook them up or somewhere else they can stay or or provide funding for that. I mean, um, again, the the missionary um, is is living by faith and is just hoping you know that um, and is trusting things to work out with the lodging. Uh, if you want to go the extra mile and provide a lodging opportunity, uh, which is both much needed and a huge expense saver for a missionary family, then ask them if they wouldn't mind being hosted or if they would prefer a place alone. Most missionaries I know, including us, love to stay with people to get to know them. Uh, we have good friends from doing that. Uh, however, we understand hosting a family of five isn't easy or always doable. Uh, the only time we ever absolutely need to stay away from people is when someone in our family is sick or we need to dedicate a large amount of time to our online work and that um, and that isn't really a good possibility usually when, when staying with someone. Um, so, I mean, reaching out to the, to the missionary family to provide lodging opportunities is, is super helpful. Um, whether you have to put them up in a place or have them over with you, be a good host. Uh, make them feel at home. A lot of times missionaries are technically homeless, so isn't something a home isn't something most of us get to experience very often. How can you be a good host and make a missionary feel at home? Uh, some of the most amazing things I have seen done are providing drinks uh, and snacks for the missionary family and 
providing even meals for the family. It relieves a lot of stress and anxiety if the host family says to make yourself at home and grab whatever you need, showing um, showing that to everyone. Um, just just handing them the food, just handing them the drinks, showing them where it all is. Like make them feel overly comfortable and at home. If you make it very awkward. Um, it, it, it's probably not going to work out how you want it to uh, if you're trying to be a good host and open up your house to them. Um, missionaries will assume things are off limits unless expressly told and shown. Uh, you just handing things to them can create this atmosphere. Also, if you just put them up somewhere, um, make sure there uh, are enough beds for everyone to have a space to sleep. Uh, families of five are, are difficult because we are one person too big to fit comfortably in the cheapest hotel room options. However, so many hotels now have a couch option that folds out into a bed. As long as the hotel is both safe and clean, you are doing a great service to the missionary. Okay, so we're going to get a little bit raw here. Uh, we, we may or may not have had to go buy a mattress cover and a fan at a hotel we were put up in before. If you wouldn't stay there with your kids, please don't put a missionary family up there. It would be better for them to pay and to find their own place. If Then they feel obligated to stay there if you put them there, regardless of the conditions. Uh, yeah, we found that happen. Uh, we are going to get a little raw here again. Please don't tell the missionary family that you are getting them a room and then don't pay for the room. Yes, this, this has happened. Uh, and yes, it was awkward. If you're going to do that, please just let the missionary find their own place. Um, yeah. So um, this, again, raising awareness here uh, and ways that people can help missionaries if they would like. Uh, number six, please understand that it costs for the missionary to come to you. Uh, the missionary should be reimbursing themselves from their mission account for mileage. That means if they travel 300 miles to your church and back to their home base, then they are reimbursing themselves $175.50 just for the mileage to come to your church. Uh, then most likely during that time, they will have at least one meal. Missionaries can get creative and saving money here, but if they don't have much time and don't have a you know, a cold place to keep food for long periods of time, most likely they will be getting fast food or something from a grocery store to split with their family, which for a family of five easily costs, you know, $25 to $50. So not including lodging, a missionary is spending at least $200 uh, to come see you in this in this context of, uh, that I just gave you in this situation. So if you give him a $100 speaking fee check, which, you know, that does happen, then the missionary family uh, spent $50 to come see you in that context. There's um, something to be aware of. Uh, if you partner with the missionary at, let's say, uh, $100 a month and think that the missionary doesn't need anything else on top of that because they're getting support, then just understand that the missionary has just spent $200 to come to your church because the monthly support is what the missionary counts on for regular expenses of the ministry, which doesn't really include deputation. Again, this, this does happen. Uh, I'm just raising awareness to it. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad i just want people to understand the reality of the situation because i oftentimes think people do not understand the reality number seven one more thing for churches please understand that missionaries aren't investments we are people we are not a stock 
or a retirement plan. We are not financial investments. We're not money. Uh, we are just people, just like you, but just with a different calling. Uh, we prefer to be treated like and addressed like people, not investments. If you're going to partner with us, uh, I emphasize again, not invest in us, then please let us know um, so we can communicate our gratitude. If you're going to stop partnering with us, um, and I and I mean that, not investing elsewhere, right? We're just stopping the partnership. Then please let us know uh, so that we can communicate our gratitude again. If you want to be extra helpful, then you can communicate the primary reason to the missionary as to why the partnership has stopped. Uh, again, he would communicate it with you if you stopped the if he stopped the mission work or partnership on his side, and why. Any good missionary would do that. Uh, you can help. You can help the missionary by doing the same thing on your end. Um, this 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 is helpful for the missionary to know this. Uh, most missionaries are not told when the partnership ends, uh, and they are very rarely told a reason why the partnership ends. So if the partnership stops because the church is cutting back the missions budget, tell them. If the partnership stops because the church is wanting to support a different missionary uh, other than them, then tell them. If the partnership stops because the missionary wasn't doing what the church wanted them to do, tell them. Uh, the missionary, again, needs to hear this information. It's helpful. Uh, for missionaries now on deputation or planning to be on deputation again, things are much different now than I when I originally did deputation starting in 2012. Um, a lot of, number one, uh, a lot of churches don't have multiple services to speak at. In fact, a lot of churches just have Sunday morning services available, which are difficult to work with uh, sometimes for the pastor. So you may just find one church with one service available on a Sunday in whatever area you're in, which means you're getting half the offering of what you were uh, back when two services were available, and because of inflation right now, um, that does that offering doesn't go as far as it did a few years ago. It's more expensive to to pay for lodging and flights now, uh, and, and and gas. Inflation makes number two. Inflation makes deputation more challenging. The cost of food, lodging, flights, rental cars, gas, etc., are so much higher than they were not that long ago. It's becoming more and more challenging to build the, that mission fund, uh, which is what the missionaries try to do at deputation so that when churches don't or think they can't partner with you as a missionary, then that then the offerings they give still go towards that mission account to build it up. Uh, currently, the average offering from a service is around $500 which isn't bad, especially if you're going to visit two churches in one Sunday. You should be able to build your mission account with those kinds of offerings as a missionary. Um, number three, any kind of meetings like uh, the national ABA meeting or regional meetings or even local meetings in a state or state meetings, they're, they're very expensive. Uh, for the national meeting, you have the cost of the booth, uh, the cost of supplies to put with the booth, uh, and usually in these meetings, you have the cost of lodging, the cost of travel, etc. However, um, we do use this time to make connections with potential partners, um, and if you are making connections during those meetings, then the time and investment is worthwhile. 
Uh, number four, more churches are struggling right now than ever before. Uh, I haven't seen this many churches close their doors since I've started Deputation. Uh, I haven't seen this many churches stop their missions giving since uh, since Deputation. Um, people are struggling, which means churches are struggling, which translates over into mission missionaries and mission works. Uh, we're all in this together. We're all in this together, and we should all be praying for each other. But I do want to say some positive things, uh, some some positive changes and things to consider going forward about deputation now versus 10 years ago. Uh, number one, more churches are open to online options than ever before. In lieu of an in-person visit, it might be worth exploring a Zoom option or sending in a video. Of course, it's not the same, but um, if we're talking about uh, driving 1,500 miles to one church um, and, and the church isn't capable or willing to give enough to, to help make that trip possible, um, I feel like the Zoom option or sending in a video could be, could be a good alternative. Um, also, I feel like, number two, I feel like it's worth exploring partnerships with individuals now more than ever. Um, individuals don't expect you to travel across the country to see them face to face. Also, not everyone we know is um, a part of the same denomination. There's a lot of Baptist denominations. There's a lot of denomination uh, churches and denominations that have uh, similar uh, doctrinal views as we do. Uh, so we are limiting our realm of partnership when we just stick with, uh, for instance, in our context, ABA churches only and not just not opening that to individuals. Um, individuals uh, can make decisions on the spot. An ABA church, I mean, it could be a year before they make a decision. It could be multiple years. It could be months. Uh, and the missionaries are left in the dark like they don't know what to expect. Um and I know not everyone agrees with this style of, of raising funds, but um, I feel like in this situation, in this context now, it's worth, it's worth exploring. Um, we do have individuals, we have families that, that partner with us, um, and we're super thankful for that. Um, we, we, my, my wife and I personally uh, partner with with missionaries in, in, in the financial realm. And, uh, you know, that's for our own benefit, giving in faith. And, uh, and, and God led us through prayer to, to do that. And so that's what we're doing. And we just, uh, you know, we're willing to, to be partners with those individuals who, who are looking and have the heart to give, but maybe just the way their church does things, it's not possible. Um, for the church, whole church, to jump on board at this time. Um, kind of a blessing, a little bit of a story. We had one of our churches that closed. There was a member of the church, a couple of members um, that, um, you know, were members of that church, and they are partnering with us. The church closed its doors, and the members um, have been giving to us, partnering with us financially since that time. And actually, have ended up giving us more support than we were getting from the church, and that's, you know, 
That that says a lot. That says a lot about people's hearts and people's willingness to give. And so、uh, there are people out there、um, like that. I I feel like you know my heart is like that. I feel like a lot of people I know they talk to their heart is like that. So.、Um, You know, we, we missionaries and including ourselves, we give that opportunity to people to partner with us individually.、Uh, number three, now is the time for creativity.、Uh, we're exploring、uh, taking people out to eat. This gives us an opportunity to connect with more people on a personal level and address some of the misconceptions of missionaries,、um, and, and 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 to explain more about. Our personal calling in us, and, and get to know them on a deeper level, and this can be done on any day,、uh, not just Sundays or Wednesdays, which is which is really nice.、Uh, one thing I want to,、uh, as we as we wrap this podcast episode up today, one thing I want to encourage all Christians to do is to pray, 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 pray about supporting and, and partnering with missionaries. Missionaries live by faith. In the most real and tangible sense, I am asking all Christians, all Christians, to please pray about supporting missionaries in faith and to give in faith to missionaries. Missionaries with a good heart, which is the which is the most typical kind,、uh, will tell you if you aren't giving in faith with the right heart, then it's better it's better to just not give. <laughs> The the motive and the heart are much more important than the action. You can see that in the in the in the in the gospels. Missionaries want to see support happening from a desire to biblically follow and serve God with a cheerful heart. Unfortunately, such a shift has happened over the years that finding those willing to pray about and to give in faith to missionaries is declining. It's declining to the point that churches' outreach and missions is is declining. More missionaries can't go and stay for the long term and thrive there if healthy, spiritually thriving churches aren't aren't themselves living and giving in faith. And and, and in that case, they wouldn't be spiritually thriving anyways. Um, so, if churches aren't spiritually thriving, it's affecting the mission work worldwide. And this is this is the saddest thing that I see on, on deputation. It's not the difficulties on the mission field as a missionary that's the saddest thing. It's not living by faith as a missionary that's the That's the most challenging and saddest thing, but it's how less and less people know how to live and give in faith and practice it. Notice how I'm saying less and less people. There are people out here, people listening today that that live and give in faith, and they practice it. But this decline is absolutely heartbreaking to see happening. We're much further away as a society from from the giving that happened in faith and in hardship as as it did in the young churches in the New Testament. I want to challenge every listener today to give to missions at the church, just as the church in Philippi gave. 
and, and I want you to pray and to fully and in faith give to missionaries that aren't fully supported. And I want you to pray and to fully and in faith give to missionaries who are going on new missions. And I want you to give to missionaries not for the missionary to survive because God will provide somehow in some way for the missionary that's called and going. But I want you to give to missionaries for your own spiritual benefit. Just as Paul wished the church in Philippi to do in the fourth chapter of Philippians. I know missionaries, including ourselves, who are thousands of dollars underfunded each month. There are opportunities to give in faith. I know inflation's affecting everyone. I ask you, I sincerely ask you to pray about and to give to missionaries today for your own spiritual benefit in worship to God. In terms of creative, as we as as, as I wrap this up today, um, I just want anyone out there who who's listening that has creative ideas of of building more partnerships between missionaries and churches, please reach out to me. Uh, my email jody at heartwaycare.org or or on Instagram at Heartway or on Facebook. I would love to hear and share your ideas with churches and missionaries. I get a lot of opportunities to speak to people and ministry to speak to churches. And and I think now is the, is the time to be creative. Now is the time to adapt uh, because we need, we need more missionaries going and we need more missionaries thriving and staying true to their calling and this is going to happen more effectively with healthy churches with healthy Christians who are giving prayerfully in faith to support missionaries again this has been the Heartway podcast where we seek to help with issues at the source till next time